You're listening to The Dollop. This is a Buy American History podcast huh? each week. Huh? I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend... Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. That's it? Yeah. What do you mean? You don't have anything to say to me? No. <laughs> about, about the fact that you're, you've cut... You've trimmed your intro? Are you hurt? <laughs> oh man. This is this isn't working out. Thanks uh, for listening, everybody. No, Dave. Director. Writer. Takes out his own garbage. God, you want to hit a dude? I'll do one buck. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Gera. Is Dave okay? Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the tickling podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> Sixteen oh nine. Whoa! Oh boy! <laughs> How about that shit. That's early. Way back in the time. She's early. English sea captain and explorer Henry Hudson was hired by the Dutch East India Company to find a northeast passage to Asia. Okay, still, still sort of looking for the passages. He was turning back by ice. Uh, he was turned back by ice in the Atlantic, uh, Arctic. I mean, like he was that north, it. and he's like, "Oh, this is this." Isn't well, this work. is far too much ice. There's no way. Um, so he turned around. Look at all the bloody eyes. Here we go. On a second attempt, he sailed west to seek a northwest passage. Okay. He was soon exploring the. Is waters. that in lieu of waiting for it to melt? Yeah, I don't think you should wait for it to melt. Okay. He was soon exploring the waters off the east coast of North America. Okay. His first landfall was at Newfoundland and the second at Cape Cod. Ah, lovely. Where they keep the cod. Yeah. The super cod. They have super capes. Cod. Double, double super cod. They have capes. Hudson thought the passage to the Pacific Ocean was between the St. Lu- Lawrence River and Chesapeake Bay, which okay. is, of course, completely insane. Right. Okay. Just wanted to... Yep. He sailed to the bay and then went northward. He discovered Delaware Bay and went upriver. Sure. But there was no Pacific Ocean there. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, even the Delaware River is boring itself. He then entered the Narrows into the upper New York Bay. Okay. He had no idea Verrazano had already discovered the Narrows in 1524, so he rediscovered them i mean that's kind of that feels good that's like a participation award yeah you're like i found it look at what i've rediscovered he then sailed up river which would uh become the hudson river named after him okay got to cruise up that bit sure so he did find something he made it to where troy new york is today and then had to turn around because it got too shallow and clearly no pacific ocean okay sad when he got back to the netherlands he said he found a cool place with cool people who would trade stuff. America. Is that okay? That's my description of America. Okay, sure. At the time. Okay, that's a not cool his. Cool place with cool people who trade stuff. Sure. Soon the Dutch were funding expeditions to America. Okay. Surveys were done, and there was trading with the native peeps. Right? Okay. So Again, I feel like that's your beaver, language. Oh, no, that's the that's the actual. They language said they peeps. Back, they, said, they, they, they were saying peeps. They said peeps. 
Okay. In the 1600s. Right. Very common vernacular. Okay. Different Dutch trading companies started fighting over different areas, so the Dutch government had to begin regulating the area. Okay. So they had to come in and be like, okay, you can go there, you can go there, you that's yours, parceling it up, sort of. Okay. But this is just different areas to trade with? Yeah, okay. basically. Or to trap or whatever. You can also tra- okay. trap trade. Mostly they're trading. Sure. But some trapping, side of trapping. trapping. I mean, you do a little side trapping. If you you're look, there and you, see a you always need a side trap. If you see, if you're if you're on a boat, and you see a beaver. You're like, I got to make that into a hat. Well, obviously, I also trap, and I'll trade, and I'll trade as well. The Dutch depended on Native Americans to capture skin and deliver pelts to them. Okay, so maybe not that much trading, tra- trapping. Right. So they're really again. I mean, it's just another case of people come here being like, you do it. And then being yeah. like, I did a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Well, then they're like, he's taking my job. Yeah, yeah. This led to fighting. should build a wall. <laughs> yeah. This led to fighting between tribes over who would trade with the Dutch. So now the, so the tribes are now fighting now they, over who. Okay. Yeah. So we've got a real Venn diagram going on. In 1658, the Mohawks conquered the, the Mohicans, and, they, and then they had a monopoly on the fur trade through much of New York. The, who did? The Mohawks? The Mohawks. Okay. They basically kicked the shit out of the Mohicans to, to get a monopoly. Well, but did they have Those one of theirs stand under a waterfall promising to find someone? That I don't think. Happened. Okay. That's fair. You made a good. I will find you. Company Paul- I will find you. No, I, yeah, I got that part. He's really going crazy. Stop. Jose, he's all up in your feet. He's eating my pants. He's eating your pants. He yeah. wants to be part of your feet. This is one rascally and alive seal. Yeah. Oh, no. No, he's going over there. No. Keep going. Company policy was that land had to be purchased from indigenous people. So the Dutch East India Company, their policy was that you actually had to buy Be fair? Land. Well, I don't know if it was fair as much as they were like, we just don't want to deal with a bunch of bullshit. Just buy it. We got the cash, and then we'll have the rights to it. It's sort of like how there was, they said back in like the 80s, Robin Williams, like after you did a set, Robin Williams' manager would come up to you and hand you a check for $50 and say, hey, thanks, Robin just bought a joke off you. <laughs> that, that, yeah. But the two different cultures had such different ideas of ownership and land that they basically didn't understand what the other group was talking about. Okay, good. The Native Americans would sell it and then show up as part of their seasonal migration and, you know, pitch their tents again. Okay. They'd be like, oh, we're back. (laughs) I like that. Oh, I thought you just gave us money to go. (laughs) Yeah. The earliest Dutch settlement was built around 1613. It was a few small huts along the Hudson. Uh, Fort the Hudson? Uh, yeah. The Fort Nassau was built, uh, another fort was built in 1617, where Albany is now. And in 1624, New Netherland became a province of the Dutch Republic. Okay. As, as it is still today, New Netherland. Yes. It remains? To New Netherland. I don't know if I've It's just south there. of the other things. Oh, it is south. Do you know where Maine is in Massachusetts? Yes. Below that is New New Netherlands. Huh. Okay. Uh, More colonists. I have summered there. Yes. I have summered there. Yeah. Little uh, wooden shoes. Yes. Yes. Bicycles. Yes. Hard to ride because of the shoes. Tulips. 
Taco Tulips, yes. Taco Tulips, Taco tulips yes. More colonists arrived. In 1625, 45 colonists came on three ships named Horse, Cow, and Sheep. Okay, so... On those ships were 103 horses. So, hold on. Cow, pigs, and sheep. Oh, on each one? <laughs> no, all, t- all together. Wait, like split up? They had like a pig boat, a horse boat, and a it's cow a boat? very literal ship. So they just literally, whatever I'm they named sh- it. I'm not sure if they put all the horses on the horse boat or if they put on well, the Well, they better. What? They had better. But. It's just sheer laziness. Well, they, if don't just mixing. Pig, they don't have a pig boat. Boy, so. these cows really don't like these horses. <laughs> the pigs don't know what to do. I mean. You know, in retrospect. I mean, they're very, they were very direct, the Dutch. Sure, yeah. What should we call the ship we're putting the horses on? The horse. What about the ship we're putting the cows on? The cows. How about the sheep boat? Party yacht. Let's call it cheap. Okay, yeah, either way. The capital of the... Man, the accent's there. You, you know what's great is I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. I, I probably should have listened, but I don't, I don't... I can't think of anything. I don't know. Yeah. We'll do it. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what my friends in New Netherland sound like. Right. Right, Barry and Larry. Yeah. The brothers. Yeah. The capital of the province was moved in 1626 because the current location had a mosquito infestation in the summer. Oh, fun. He moved it to what is today known as Manhattan. Yeah. This led to the well-known purchase of Manhattan from Native Americans by the Dutch. So that's like a famous story where they were like, whatever, 12 bucks. And, they, and they're like, yeah, but we all share the land. You can't buy land. That no. hilarious thing. Right. They killed them. Well, I think what matters is they learned a lesson. Thank you. Welcome to commerce, bitch. Yeah. Uh, Fort Amsterdam was built at the southern tip, and a colony grew there, which was called... The Manhattos. Okay. Sort of like the Marx brothering of uh, the city. <laughs> this is Manhattan. I wish it was still called Manhattos. Manhattos. It's Manhattan and then toes. And then and then the word toes? Well, it's it's all one, but Manhattos. Manhattan and toes on the Manhattos. No. Sure. So this became known as the port city of New Amsterdam, and it was a major port for trade. Okay. And then things turned to shit between the Dutch and some natives. A okay. colonist was murdered, which was revenge for him killing uh, some Indians years before. And pretty soon there's a bunch of killing going on both ways. Okay. Well, I'm shocked that it's taking this turn. Yeah. I thought this would be the, these would be the people that would work it out. Yeah. I thought this was just going to be informational oh, port stuff. Well, I was thinking we finally might have a happy story. Yeah. The American Indians. While all this was going on, the English were arriving, and they were coming in droves. The reason so many English came was because of religion, and that's what drove their quest to find a new land. The Dutch were there for cash, which meant fewer of them were coming. Why? What is, how does the coming here make you closer to God? It was just no, that just, you were, they were... No, they were fleeing religious persecution. They were persecution. fleeing... Re- okay, that's right. So they were trying to do their own thing, and so right. that means they'd be like, I'd rather die on a boat than yeah. live with you. Come on, get on the cow! Get on cow! Row! Row, boys! Whereas the Dutch were like, uh, hey, you want to work in America and maybe gather beaver pelts from... Native Americans who might want to kill you, and they're like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do that. Right. Okay. Okay. So it's less, 
It's, uh, I'm not selling it, I think, as well as maybe some Dutch guys would have. No, my guess is they sold it harder. <laughs> the English started coming and settling across the river from New Amsterdam. Okay. Which what we call Jersey. So they were in Jersey. The Dutch were getting worried and built a defense wall on what would become known as Wall Street. Oh, wow. Yeah. How about that Look shit? at that. I feel like we get into it. So right it there. is from, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Who learned a fact? I did. The English and Dutch settlers didn't have much contact, but as more and more English came, they had more and more diplomatic contact to deal with territorial disputes. Territorial disputes between them and the, the, Dutch? the Dutch? Yeah. Because yeah. the fucking English, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they like to get their towels by the pool early. That's what I'm saying. The English formed the New England Confederation in 1643, which was a military and political alliance of English colonies, Massachusetts, Plymouth, Connecticut, and New Haven. It's going to be horrible being the Dutch, watching them more and more, and then oh. I think they're starting to form some kind of alliance. Yeah, there's a thing going on with that. You know, there's uniforms. They now have uniforms. Oh, there's so many that they have good. uniforms. Hello! Oh, no. One of them's Where coming over. Where are friends from the uh, no, we don't want any. Go okay. away. We're going to shoot you. No. <laughs> well, thanks for your can't. No, just go away. Okay, shooting. No, 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 don't shoot. <laughs> He's just making a noise. Connecticut had originally been Dutch, right? So it was settled by the Dutch. Sure. But it was basically assimilated because so many English moved in. And finally Dutch, all right, you can just have that. Have Connecticut. Yeah, that's not great. They both continued to acquire land from Native Americans, either by purchase, killing, or just smallpox. Sure. Wasting everybody. Those are three. That's that's actually the three major ways people get homes in America. It's fun that smallpox is one of them. It's a good time. That's fun. Uh, in 1652, Cornelius. Don't you wish that name would come back? It's still around a little, but it should have more. Yeah. Cornelius Van Werkhoven. Maximilian, too. Oh, yeah. Let's get sure. going. For Let's sure. get cooking on these names. Uh, so, Workhoven talked to Nyack chiefs into selling him part of Long Island. Okay. About a thousand acres for, quote, six shirts, <laughs> two pairs of shoes, six pair of socks, six axes, six hatchets, six knives, two scissors, and two combs. <laughs> It's a lot of accessories. For a thousand acres. Probably not enough accessories. I mean, the combs are pretty sweet. The combs are great. The hat, the hat, the hatchets and the axes. Hatchets that's fun. Good. Uh, you got new shirts. You got new Six shoes. new shirts. Could have gotten and a comb. six sh- shoes. It's, I'm six picturing shoes. like, you know, you're, you just hear Saturday Night Fever playing. Well, I'm picturing a Native American walking around with buckle shoes. Right. Which is tremendous. Right. How did you get those? I gave away everything of ours. <laughs> nice, aren't they? Later, the Nyack realized that the Dutch wanted them to leave the area they had just sold. So they reopened negotiations. Okay. Because, again, they were like, yeah, you can, have a, you can have this for, and then you give us stuff. Because they didn't, they didn't really think you could own land. So they were like, oh, you give me all this stuff for the land. Cool. The Native Americans. Yeah, they didn't think right. you could actually own right. land. Right, Which is actually a very reasonable thing to yeah, think. Yeah, it's a great way to handle it. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, so they reopened negotiations and got more stuff. Six coats. Six kettles. Oh, God. This already is not a good list. Six axes. <clears throat> bigger than the hatchet. 
six more hatchets, six small looking glasses, 12 knives, and 12 combs. <laughs> Boom. That's 14 combs they're fucking rocking. They can't get the comb technology down well, yet? I can tell you what, right now, you, you, you roll into America at this time, first time you've ever been there, so you come from Portugal, and you see a bunch of Nyaks with some sweet-ass hair. Yeah. Just super welcome. Is there a Vidal Sassoon around here? You guys look unbelievable. What What is your secret? Combs. <laughs> we are the first Native American salon. Oh. So the Nyack then... Come moved, into teepees. ...moved to Staten Island. Okay. Which So they got the raw end of the deal. But that that nego- coming back after that negotiation, right, what are you? I mean, you're like. I mean, it's uh, well. There's still just one wagon. It's still just the one. It's tremendous. <laughs> three, three. How many more combs? Uh, four. Great! Hooray! Three years later, there were eleven houses on the land. Right, so on this land, they built eleven houses. So the okay. Dutch would they would buy land and they tried build up a little place that could be a village. Okay, uh, but soon all the people in those eleven houses were fighting with each other over quote allegations of fence stealing and disputes over meadows. Okay, what is fence stealing? Like actually I think stealing actually fences? Stealing each other's fences. <laughs> That's. <laughs> That's so funny. It's I mean, such a it's, small area. Like, you're going to get caught. It's called fence stealing. Yeah, I understand. But I thought maybe that was sort of like, like you know, uh, changing the amount of land you have overnight or something, like moving a fence or something like that. That would be stealing a fence if you move a fence. That's not stealing a fence. That's moving a fence. But it's still stealing if you move it over to your property. It's still an offense. Good night, everybody. Good night, gang. So... Clearly, settling is hard, was the point of that. The English keep coming. By the early 1660s, 13 English towns were on Long Island compared to just five Dutch towns. Okay. So that's not good. Right. There's more. Anytime there's more English, it's bad news. Uh, Well, I mean, it's getting a little, it's hitting a little close to home. Let's really watch. All right. And then word of the Dutch's troubles with Native Americans had spread, and that affected the West India Company stock. Okay. It plummeted. It was now at an all-time low. All right. And in March 1660, Charles II was put on the throne of England. He's your favorite. He's always been my favorite. He loved having sex with lots of women, (laughs) having lavish parties, and there were tons of scandals. His cribs was an unbelievable episode. Oh, my God, the best cribs ever. Just so good. This one I put things in. This is where I have my party. (laughs) This is the vomitorium just because, you know, you've got to have it. So the problem was that all of his mistresses and parties and scandals cost tons of money. Okay. Uh, And soon England was pushing to drive the Dutch out of the colonial American colonial trade to make some extra fucking scratch. Wait, who who was doing that? The English. Okay, we're doing that to the Dutch. Yeah. Right. So it's no longer just about religion. (laughs) Nope. Charles uh, II's younger brother, the Duke of York. Sure set up a bunch of companies to directly compete with the Dutch West India Company. And the Duke gathered info about the Dutch-English tensions along the border of New Netherland. Okay. Still your favorite vacation spot. Love it there. In Gravesend... The summers I spent. 
So great. Oh, just the best. The mosquitoes. Oh, the best. Getting eaten alive. Yeah. But we, you know, it was it was about it was about friends. Yeah. Simpler times. Yeah. You know, just having a little fun with your buddies. Throwing some smallpox at some Native Americans, yeah. having a hot dog on the grill. <laughs> Simple times. I don't like any of this. Yeah. In Gravesend, New Amsterdam, a group of magistrates raised the English flag over the town and declared it would be, quote, henceforth be subject only to the laws of our nation and the Republic of England. That's tough. Then they were all put in jail. That's tough. Oh, that's tough. Well, they, went, they went hardcore on that one. That right away. You're like, all right, let me pack my... No, I can't let me pack my stuff. We will now be English here. Uh, no, you won't. All right. <laughs> but we put the flag up. So... The flag. So... The governor of Connecticut uh, began pushing for English towns on Long Island to be brought under the authority of Connecticut. Okay. You don't hear that very often. No. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> He sent Connecticut agents to stir up support of the idea in Gravesend, where they, quote, caused a great hubbub. Wow. So hubbub was around back then. <laughs> yes. Uh, what is a hubbub? It's just like a... I know what it is, but what the hell is it? Well, they caused a bunch of shit. They what, what, shit what? The hub was bubbing? Oh, literally? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could look it up. I just feel like now's not a good time. No, it's not. <laughs> The English towns then banded together with an adventurer named John Scott as their president. Okay. He then tried to... He was just like, he's just an adventurer. That's all it said about But him. he's now the president. He's just an adventurer. Sure. Now he's the president of a bunch of English towns on Long Island. Sure, yeah. He then tried to force the Dutch towns on Long Island to also be under his control, but they were not down with that idea. <laughs> the Dutch West India Company told their man in control to hold the line and stop the English takeover. Okay. But he knew the leader there, the governor, knew he had no chance and instead signed a one-year truce with Scott. The alternative was, quote, an inevitable surprise and capture of all the Dutch villages on Long Island. Okay. So they so are fucking coming strong. Right. But for a year, for a year, they're... Yeah, there's a, tr there's a truce. For a year. For a year. And then who knows? <laughs> okay. Basically, New Netherland was disintegrating. Charles II took advantage of the situation. On August 27th, four English ships entered New Amsterdam's harbor with 2,000 men aboard and demanded surrender. And everyone was like, yeah, that's cool. We can... All right. They surrendered? Yeah. That quickly? Yeah. The people there have been having so many problems with Native Americans, the English, and getting zero help from the Dutch... And also, New Amsterdam was pretty much totally defenseless. So they just saw the party boats, and they were like, this is over. As, yeah. as Charles II was just coming up on a boat, like... Oh, God, here comes Cow. Hello. DJ Cow, shut it off. There's only like 150 Dutch soldiers, and there's 2,000 English soldiers. So they're totally... They just got there. There were like 250 Dutch settlers... Who could fight, but they were so tired of from Russia. Yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah, no, for yeah. sure. No, whatever you, whoever for wants sure, to run For sure, for sure, for sure. And having New Netherland under the Duke of York's control was going to make him some bank. Okay. His accountant, or whatever it was called back then, I just put that in. Sure, his money man. 
Uh, estimated uh, he could bring in between ten and 30,000 pounds a year in rents and custom duties. Okay. That's some fucking green back there. Yeah. You can get a pretty sweet Tesla. Eh. The Dutch governor, Stuyvesant, was sent uh, a note by the English in which they guaranteed, quote, every man in his estate life and liberty if New Amsterdam surrendered. So he's saying everybody gets Can- to fucking kick back in their own shit. We're not going to cause any trouble. So they get to kind of retain what they have as long as they... Yeah, right, of yeah. course. Of course that's fair and true. Stuyvesant took the letter and ripped it up. Okay. But word of the letter was out, and a group of angry workmen and magistrates marched to his office and made him pick up the pieces out of the trash, assemble it back together, and read, <laughs> read it out loud. Wow. What is that he, eight years old? Seriously humiliating. Moment. It's like an eight-year-old who lost his retainer at a birthday party. Yeah, it's fucking Dig in the garbage and get it until you get appreciate it. Take it out of the garbage and put it together like a little Don't puzzle. Don't put time in charge. Oh. I'm the governor. So Stevens. Stuyvesant was pretty much now convinced it was over. And he negotiated for uh, with the English for religious freedom under English rule, and then he turned over New Amsterdam. Okay. Sad moment. Flag That's... comes down, new flag goes up. <sighs> new flagged them. The little, little English uh, taxis come in, the little black ones. So where are you from, mate? Not from around here, are you? Start some football games. Uh, there's... They have a problem with guys fighting. Yeah, kebab shops open everywhere. Kebab Chippies. Kebab shops. Uh, they just come up and they're like, "Your teeth aren't right." That's Chew this rock. Yeah, what? Now you're allowed to stay. <laughs> uh, so almost the minute that Stuyvesant turned over New Amsterdam, the English said Fort Amsterdam was now named Fort James. And Fort Orange was now Albany. And New <laughs> Amsterdam and New Netherland were now both called New York. Okay, so that is... that. When did that happen? How quickly after? Like, almost instantaneously. <laughs> okay, this is all different. Yeah. You remember when you guys made me pick it up out of the trash? Do you remember that? The transition... Welcome to New York. That's not going to stick. <laughs> oh, but if I can make it here... The it, transition... You can make it what? That's all I have. Well, it's a useless saying. No, if I can make it here. You can what? Nothing. It's useless. You no, know what? No. Go away and work on it. And if I'm you've ever got saying, something, bring it back. I Listen to me. If I can make it here. And then it's like a pregnant pause. Like a, like a fillet in. I think it makes quite, quite a bit of sense. Yeah? Cut him open. Okay. Do I have guys who do that? Nope. Who am I? The transition was fairly calm in New Amsterdam and the Hudson River Valley. Not so much along the Delaware River. There, the English went on a tear, pillaging, looting, and burning houses. Many of those Dutch settlers were then sold into slavery in Virginia. Oh, my Virginia. God. Every... Uh, it's just... I mean... <sighs> one day you're a Dutch settler, and the next day you're a slave in just, Virginia. Yeah. I'm glad we signed that. Should have read the letter better. The Dutch struck back, sending a fleet up the Thames River and burned three British ships and then towed away the Royal Charles, which was the pride of His Majesty's Navy. No! No! No, that's my pretty ship! That's my favorite toy of all of them! Charles II 
then settled for a peace treaty with the Dutch. And a handjob. And a handy. In 1667, a treaty was signed ending the Second Anglo-Dutch War. The Dutch gave away any rights to New Netherland in exchange for a nice piece of Dutch Guinea. Okay. Now, the Duke of York had pretty much total control of New York. His charter gave him personal title to all of its, quotes, lands, islands, soils, rivers, harbors, mines, minerals, quarries, woods, marshes, waters, lakes, fishings, hawking, (laughs) hunting, and fowling. Wow, there's definitely some crossover there. He's just covering a lot of bases. And he had, quote, full and absolute power and authority to correct, punish, pardon, govern, and rule its inhabitants. So he is a superpower. That's some fucking crazy shit right there. Well, I mean, that's what every villain in a movie, a superhero movie, is after. Yeah, he got it. He has all that. He's fucking, he's a, this guy's what we, this is, this is the first baller. Okay. Landholders were now considered his tenants and had to pay him. So dudes who were like, I own this land. Now he's like, oh, and rent. No, it's a marsh and there's foulings. Mine. Mine. Dibsies. Do you see the hawks? Dibsies. My property. Dibsies. But there were also the articles uh, of capitulation. These basically gave the Dutch the right to live as Dutch as they wanted. Okay. Not having to change a thing. So some of the Dutch living there seemed to be okay with it, particularly the very wealthy Dutch people in New York began to do pretty well. Colonel Lovelace took over, so now he's running the show for the English. Okay. Trade increased. He started the first postal service between the colonies, and uh, he started a mercantile exchange. He built a tavern, which he connected with a doorway directly into the uh, municipal court. Uh, Whoa, all right. That's a fun backstage. Uh, another uh, recess. Yeah. Again? Yeah, yeah. We just had a recess. Oh, but Liverpool was playing Arsenal. We're aware, but we need to get to the facts of the case. Yeah, I'm just gonna need a couple of beers, and then uh, and then I'll come back with my white wig and do all the business. I also, a recess. There should be a think. Whatever Larry said. We should have one. I feel weird. I'm going to be sick. So the rich Dutch guys were getting richer, and one even became mayor, but the common Dutch guy in the city was not as down with what was happening with the English. Okay. Nor were the people outside of New Amsterdam in villages to the north and east of Manhattan. There, people were angry at the new taxes and other bullshit. They fought with tax collectors. They fought with English troops. Who, the, so they're Dutch colonists, and the English would force them to, to have soldiers live with them because they didn't want to build a barrack. So if you're a Dutch guy out in Albany, like a whatever, foreign exchange student, and all of a sudden except the like, soldier. No, uh, Jimmy is living with you. All right, I'm excited to be your house guest. How is everyone? Fuck you. What's for dinner then? Yeah, fucking shit bag. Which one's my bed? I've got to use the it's loo. It's right here, right in my backside. Can I have a read of your book? It's my bottom. I'm going to lay here. Yeah, you can sleep right here. Stew's nice. Excuse me? I'm going to teach the kid to throw the ball. What? I'm right at home here. 
I like it here, I do. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Get out of my house. No, it's my house. You get out. No, what? You go fight. Yeah, you, yeah, get out of here. Fuck off. Bugger you. off, mate. Get out of here, English. mate. It's in my home. I've lived here my whole life. Get out of here, mate. Leave. Leave, boy. So that's a lot how it went. That was almost a, a exact reenactment of what it was like living with a Dutch soldier. Oh, they were Dutch soldiers. I mean, sorry, English soldier oh, thank in God. a Dutch house. Right. So this led to a lot of tension and then rioting between troops and citizens. <clears throat> but the people of the Dutch were most mad at. It's like riot the home game. Yeah, where you riot in your house. Could you imagine going out on the streets and rioting with a soldier <laughs> and then coming home and being like, oh, well, there you are. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh, that was I was weird. just going to have a little more milk. I don't yeah. want to put you guys out. It was just I, a weird. Uh, it was weird that you were. Th- no, no, no. You just threw a brick at my mom. I know. And I, my mom. again, I was uh, not, uh, first yeah. of all, not great. First of all, for the again to be clear, yeah. I didn't bring the brick, and I was not aiming for her. Okay, but uh, you know, it's I riot. know, I know, right. I know. I, well, but you also, I mean, you put your, you put your boot right on my throat, yeah, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's my house, and, and so. you spit spit in my face. My yeah. yeah. So that's part of the things we do. That's all right. Dutch, I'm just gonna have this milk. That's a Dutch tradition. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna have some milk. Okay. That's good. You want to go outside and throw shit at each other? No, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna turn in. You can. This is my home. Right, I might you, I might hit you with a brick in the night. The people the Dutch were really mad at were the other Dutch, the rich ones who were collaborating with the English in Manhattan and getting very, very rich. Meanwhile, Charles II was getting ready for another war. He made a deal with France, and together. They were going to fight the Dutch. They just needed a reason for the fighting to start. <laughs> and soon two ships, English and Dutch, clashed in the English Channel. And within days, they were at war again. And soon a heavily armed Dutch squadron was headed for America to raid English and French holdings. Okay. The Dutch recaptured New York in August 1673 with a fleet of 21 ships. New Amsterdam by- again! Hello! Led by Vice Admiral Cornelius Evertsen, known as Keys the Devil. Sure, 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 sure. Known as Keys the Devil. Yeah. Well, keep going. Uh, Captain Anthony Colve landed in Manhattan with 600 men and marched down Broadway, taking possession of the fort. Okay. He was cheered on by the Dutch colonists. No one, Not one shot was fired. The Englishmen in charge said they had no chance because, quote, the enemy is in our bowels. Oh, is that, can we, can they take that back? He's in my shit part. I don't think you're saying exactly what he... The Dutch are in my inner shit cavern. I... No, 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 don't keep defining. Am not! Stop. Defining, please. Good with words. Yes. Right. We understand. The Dutch are imposing upon us greatly. Yes. In my Under- shit part. Stop saying your shit parts or your shit pipes or anything about your shit. I never said pipe. Well, that would have been a good one to use as well. My father taught me it's not a pipe. There's a story to go along with that. What did your father do? I did have to go to a doctor. Right. I'm moving on. To, to say you can't water your lawn with bowels is correct. 
Right, I should have gone when I said I was moving on. I should have walked away then. I stuck around because I anyway, thought Anyway, there's would... lots of Dutch here. No, no. Despite the invasion's very quick and painless success, Captain Colve ordered one of his men executed for a poor performance. Wow. That's how you do it, though. I mean, the rest come, step up. He's killing strong. our own? Coming in strong. I bet you didn't know tonight was an elimination night. <laughs> Well, any night could be an elimination night. (laughs) Welcome to America. He quickly renamed the city New Orange. Back. Which reflected the installation of William of Orange as Lord Lieutenant of Holland in 1672. I was going to guess that. It was his favorite. It's his favorite guy. And the entire colony was once again renamed New Netherland. Okay. Fort James was now Fort William Hendrick. Also a gentleman he really enjoyed. Sure. Uh, Captain Colve was made governor general, and then Evertson sailed off to attack Newfoundland. Anthony Colve was now the highest authority in the city. Okay. Colve was a 30-year-old career military man of noble Dutch ancestry. There's no portraits of Colve that exist, so we have no idea what he looked like. He hated the paparazzi. Hated the pops. The population of New Orange at that time was about 2,500 people, about 70% of who were Dutch and wanted to go back to life under Dutch rule. So Cole confiscated the property of leading English officials and merchants. Uh, Lovelace uh, had been away at the time, so he came back. And he was like... And and then... Uh, because he's a moron. Right. And then they, they just put him in jail. Smart. Hello, I have returned from out... And the regions. <sighs> click, click. Lot of, lot of wooden <laughs> shoes and whatnot. Around. Oh, hello. Hi. Come uh, to jail. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I gotta. This way. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I shouldn't have come back. Put your shoes on it's first. On I shouldn't have come back. First, put on the shoes. The Duke... Uh, put on the clogs. Okay, the clogs are off. Yeah. Seven-mile walk to the jail. I, I've been here so long, I've lost my accent. It's a seven-mile walk to jail. Okay, that seems weird, because it's right Put there. the clogs on for the whole uh, walk. Yep. All right, I see it. I see the jail. Walk backwards. Okay. This is so far a terrible situation. You're in my bowels. Fuck me. I'm I knew you guys be. were bad. I didn't know you were this bad. <laughs> so Cole threw him in jail. And then, and then shipped him back to England. And the Duke of York removed him from service. And then Charles II threw Lovelace into prison. Okay. So he, 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 that did not go great for him at all. Right. The city council, which was, uh, council, which was a holdover from the original Dutch control, still existed as a civilian government. Like, the English never got rid of it. Okay. So Colve quickly made them submit to his will. Using intimidation and threat of expulsion... Colve turned the council into men who would do his bidding and began to rule as a dictator. Okay. Interesting. Easy, too, actually. Yeah. Very easy. Yeah. But because Colve had not been legitimately appointed by the government of the Netherlands, he avoided discussing his authority in dispatches home. So anytime he'd write anything home, he wouldn't say, sign it like, I am the Governor, acting governor. So what? He how would he say? How you guys doing? All right, that's all. Peace. Me, Tony. (laughs) 
Um, instead, he hid his requests for additional men, supplies, and funds by having everything come from the city council. So he so, just had like a P.O. box. Yeah. So he had guys <laughs> that were writing it, asking for stuff, and he'd be like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just a guy here. But they, they want stuff. Oh, right. So he's just pawning it off like it's them, but it's actually him doing yeah. it. Right, right. That's what I thought. One of Cole's biggest actions was to bring English residents of the city under his total control. Many were expelled <laughs> from the city. Okay. All the ones who remained were suspected of espionage, interrogated, and then tortured. Oh, God. What? It's tough. Cole brought back methods of torture that had not been seen since no. the Spanish Inquisition. No, 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 what? No. Did this take a weird turn? Well, yeah, that's a weird turn. <laughs> we were, I mean, 15 minutes ago we were comb trading. <laughs> Spanish Inquisition torture techniques. He used things like the wooden horse, which involves seating victims on triangular sawhorses and weighing them down and weighing down each of their legs. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, you put them on a sawhorse, and then you weigh down their legs. So basically, uh, oh, basically, you're just slowly cutting them. I mean, I think you're, I think you're splitting them. Splitting them? Well, you're definitely not doing well. You're wishboning. Yeah, you're kind of wishboning, a bro. Okay. Uh, and this, his torture wasn't just for the English. Dutch citizens of New Orange who associated with the quote English spies were also tortured. Good. He would also torture his own soldiers. This guy's a loose cannon. (laughs) We got an LC in charge. Like, how could you ever call this person your best friend? No, I could not. He would drill them relentlessly, march them through the city at each sunrise and each sunset. Now, Cole had a unique idea of justice. Okay. When one man challenged another man to a duel, the second guy refused because dueling was illegal. Okay. Well... So Cole sentenced the guy who made the challenge to run the gauntlet, which I assume he, was done by soldiers. Like, I assume a gauntlet was done by soldiers. What does that even mean, though? Well, you know, you run it, you get fucking hit. Oh, just the like the the uh, the beat. <laughs> what do they call it? The flogging. Yeah, I mean, I think there's different ways you could, you could just hit, or you could you kick. Weapon, you have options. Yeah. maybe a stab. The guy, now the guy who turned down the duel because it was illegal was sentenced to the wooden horse for refusing the Oh, duel. my God. <laughs> well, that's illegal, too. But Get on I the wooden horse. The Get on the wooden horse. But I followed the law. Get on the wooden the horse. I just had to run through the guys and hit them. Well, I thought you think your voice is high now. Why Get on the wooden... Why am I being split in half? Get on the horse. I didn't do anything. There we go. I followed the law. Oh, make a wish, Ty. Colf had all the buildings on uh, the street next to Fort William Hendrick demolished to clear space for a firing range for cannons. This, he said, would also deny cover to any possible English invaders, which, so, it's not like there's a ton of shitload of fucking buildings right. in this city, so right. he just wiped out a whole street. Right. <laughs> he had all the fortifications surrounding the city, most of which were made out of earth and wood, reinforced with stone. Sure. And this all made sense because the Dutch were still at war with England, but the city could not afford any of this, and he quickly bankrupted New Orange. Oh, good. Now they're in the New Red. <laughs> the city is out of money, um, but 
He continued. But he continued. Of course. By financing. This is America, bro. Yeah. We'll just we print. He starts financing his construction with quote forced loans. Forced loans sound <laughs> like theft. <laughs> well, no, we're borrowing it. I don't want to give it to you. Uh, yeah, no, it's already happening. Okay. Yeah, this is ours. theft. Nope, we're just borrowing it. All right. We'll pay back at another time when uh, we get it back. We get, you know, whatever stuff comes rolling in. We'll we'll cut you a little checky, Rue. I'll never see you again, right? Uh, nope. Right. They would just, so they're just taking money from rich people. Right. So uh, you think you could loan us a little bit more? No, I don't have. A... Yeah, I think you can. Um, Beat the shit out of him. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's what? take all his no, stuff. Take the, take the money. Take the money. No, no, no. We're going to beat the shit out of you, no, too. No, we're good. We're good. We're no, good. we we're like good. to do it. We're good. Stop saying we're good. Hi. Stop saying anything. Um, the city also relied on regional and transatlantic trade. It was a port city. So security measures, like closing the city gates after dark and forcing people to have passports to enter and exit, basically strangled New Orange's economy. What did a passport look like I back then? I fucking know. It's just got was it just on a leaf? Or a piece of wood? Like, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Okay, this looks like you. Oh, you were in Australia this year, I see. <laughs> Interesting. How is Madagascar? Oh, interesting. Quite a traveler, aren't you? All right. You packed your own dirty, dirty satchel? Nobody packed your dirty satchel for you? <laughs> um, he also wanted neighboring communities to be a part of New Netherland. And settlements in New Jersey, Brooklyn, Long Island, Harlem, the Bronx... And up the Hudson River, all had to pledge allegiance to Prince William III. Good Lord. Most did. A few did not. When English villages... Here's me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, No, he's my guy. Yeah, I pledge allegiance. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. All right, take care. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, he's the best. Hey, who's who's Dutch? I've got a basketball game paused upstairs. Who's Dutch? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Look at my tulips. Yeah, yeah. I love tulips. See ya. What I'm talking about? All right, yeah. Thanks for coming by, I'm Tilly. Whatever his name is, he's the best. He's my guy. So when English villages on Oyster Bay and Long Island refused, Cole sent armed soldiers to harass them. And when they persisted and still would not, he launched a fleet to attack them. Good. But the fleet was met by an alliance of colonial forces from Plymouth, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts Bay. And the English colonists were not going to let him attack their people in the villages. <laughs> he had met his match, and Colve lost the Battle of Long Island Sound. <sighs> now, despite the horror they were living under, Colve's subjects never moved against him. They never tried to stop him. Right. They had not anticipated martial law when they saw their Dutch soldiers coming to retake the city, and they now seemed paralyzed by what was happening. Basically... They were being ruled by a fucking lunatic, and anyone who speak to, spoke against him was tortured or banished. But the Such soldiers a weird time. were not being paid. Mm. And mm. they were being overworked. And defiance and killed grow amongst the troops. Okay. Instead of paying them or easing their workload, Colve attempted to create a secret police to stamp out insubordination. Oh, God. I just love that move. Yeah, like, well, you'd like secrets on secrets. All right, well, I'm worried about the army not liking me. 
I need another secret force. You know, I'm worried about the secret force. Oh. Some of those guys seem to be drifting away from me a little bit. I think I need a secret force yeah. for the secret force. Oh my god. Yeah. We do, huh? Yeah. You know, you gave that They're information in my, up a little too easily, didn't you? In my bowels. Mm. You like to look? I think I'm gonna need another force. Gentlemen, this is the first meeting of the Secret Force to discuss the Secret Force that's watching the Secret Force that's after the Secret Force that knows about the first Secret Force that is watching that Secret Force that is, of course, a Secret Force. Yes, in the back. I thought we were watching a movie. Is this a movie? No, no. For the last time. I thought it was There's a... two rooms in this building. Is that there? It says talkies. Yes. that No, that there is a room upstairs that is showing... Please. Ha! They haven't been invented. You're a fucking liar. Ah! I'm from the force that watches the force that watches the force that watches the force that watches the force. I've always wanted to be a part of that group. You're under arrest. Ah! Put him on the horse. Ah! I like it. <laughs> the third... <laughs> The Third Anglo-Dutch War ended in early 1674 with the Treaty of Westminster. A messenger arrived... Let's focus on dogs. <laughs> a, a messenger arrived to inform Cole that the war was over. Cole um, to Cole Hey, Cole. Hey. What's so, up? Hey, hey. You yeah. good? You good? I'm very good. I just killed a guy. It was great. Oh, yeah. So covered. So blood. you. So you. So yeah, we had some good times. Yeah. 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 All right, I'm going to get going. What's up, Larry? Why'd you stop by? Oh, yeah, stopping by. That's right. Um. So it's going to rain this week. Did you hear yeah, that? I heard that. I said, yeah, this week yeah. is supposed to get really. Busy. What's the messenger? What is it? The war's over. I got to go. What? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> And I'm cutting off your toe. Uh, my Manhattan. So, as you suspected, Cole refused to accept the war was over. Right. So more messengers were sent. <laughs> all with the same message. The war is over. Prepare to turn New Orange over to the English. And Cole's response was the same. Nope. Several messengers... Send the singing one. Several messengers informed Cole of the fact. When another messenger came from Boston with an official letter recognizing the end of the war, Cole had had it. Uh, enough! The letter was said. The letter said uh, the city on the south side of Manhattan was to be returned to the English, and Cole was to step down. So, Cole had the messenger strung up on a pole in the main public square, the site that would become known as Bowling Green. They tore off the messenger's shirt and across his chest wrote the word Opelmaker, which uh, in Dutch means troublemaker. Oh, my God. The messenger was hung there for three days. Oh, my God. The locals and soldiers. Have you ever? Okay, you also shouldn't string them up. Don't shoot. There's like a don't rule. Don't shoot them and don't string them up. There's like a rule. Something hurt the messenger or shoot or no no I didn't mean shoot. But shoot the saying. messenger. <laughs> shoot the messenger. So he's there for three days. Locals and soldiers. The whole time he was up there, pelted him with tomatoes, onions, apples, beets. The whole time. And from my mouth. Piles of rotted vegetables lay beneath him. Oh God. Uh. 
so the it, this is even though the Dutch were happy with the English returning, they're just some of the Dutch were mad that the war was over, right? And they and they wanted a chance to fight to quote. Well, this is a time period too, where like if a guy was strung up and others were throwing oh, tomatoes yeah, yeah, at him, you yeah, just automatically yeah, yeah, threw tomatoes. Because if at you him. don't, then you're suspicious. Well, yeah, then it would be like weird, and you'd have to have a reason. Uh, some of the Dutch demanded a chance to fight and quote vowed to slay the English dogs. Other vowed quote to fire the town, pluck down the fortifications, and tear out the governor's throats who had compelled them to slave contrary to their privileges. Uh-huh. So they're they're not they're not enjoying what's happening with the war. It, does, it sounds like they're not happy. They they want more war. Right. After 3 days the messenger was cut down still alive. Ah! ah. Huh? I have a new message. Anyway, I'm going to get a new job. I have a new message. Yeah. Don't Pee your pants for three days straight. Put him back up. No. I will pee my pants for three days straight. Then, for I am Dutch. Then do it. Then do it. Culve ordered him released and banished from New Orange for 10 years. Oh, well, I mean, he's, I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to come back. Plus, it's pretty uh pretty uh positive thinking that you're going to be running this place for 10 years. Yeah. Also, I mean, you have to I mean, you also know that you can sneak in. You just need to make a new passport on a piece of paper by drawing a different picture right. of yourself. Uh so if the guy returned during the 10 years, he would be sentenced to death. Okay. Cole continued to rule New Orange, but when a fleet of ships arrived from the Netherlands, the gig was up. He still tried to exert his authority, and he went onto a ship, uh, and he go- negotiated his terms of surrender while he was on a boat off the coast of Staten. Now this one's just cows. He, his lawyer would take a dinghy back and forth from the boat to do negotiations. So uh, here we go. I'm from uh, Dinghy Paddles and Oars. Hi. Hi. How are you? Yeah, I really like your law firm. You were terrific. Colve's reign ended officially on November in November 1674. But he wasn't done. His next post uh, for the Dutch was in uh, Dutch uh, New Guinea, as we talked about earlier, where some English people were living in a Dutch colony. So we don't know how things went for them, but I'm assuming not great. Probably not well. After he was sent back to Europe, uh, just in time to take part in the glorious revolution which saw his hero, Prince William III, become the king of England. Colve never set foot in New York again. The city would never be under control of the Dutch again. It was under English control until the American Revolution. So what's interesting is nobody knows about this. There's like one guy in the Netherlands who's researching it, and everyone just acted like it didn't happen. But there was like this crazy torture madman running what is now New York for like a year, and it's... Just totally erased from the history books. It's crazy to think that, like, it's crazy to imagine, like, the amount of fighting that went on before 1776. Like, because when you think about America, that's sort of where it starts. But the idea that what precedes that is Dutch colonies 
English fighting, French colonies, French there was, colonies, there were Swedish, there were Swedish colonies. Yeah. There, like it, there's all kinds of shit. That glad we got rid about. of all those. <laughs> that was a good move in the long run. Obviously, get that that out of our system. But also fierce loyalty. There's something you're sniffing around there too. Obviously, yeah. The idea that uh, sometimes people don't jump ship until you're underwater, and even then they'll hang on. Huh. It's an interesting. Uh... Some people. Up there. Some people. Some yeah. people. It's weird. Dingies? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we signed dingies. And cars. We've proven it. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. <laughs>